Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. I'm now joined by promoter with MCD and managing director of independence, Shane Dunn. Hello, how are you? Hey, Louise, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I suppose 14 months ago kind of changed everything from the music industry. How was it that day when you kind of found out everything was stopping? Um, yeah, so at the start, it was all a bit uncertain. Cause, you know, remember the, the 12th of March, we were kind of the first industry to, to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my colleagues were in the, the three arena doing the country-to-country loading and they were kind of halfway through it and they were told to stop. Um, and then, yeah, the next kind of couple of weeks, I suppose, after that was uncertain. It was more kind of mid-April time when we kind of got the... I think it was Leo Varadkar, as Keishuk at the time went on and kind of said, look, everything over, you know, 500 people is gone, you know, mm-hmm. for the summer. So that, you know, that took out everything. And it's something we kind of needed as well as an industry, weirdly, because the uncertainty was, was going to be really difficult with things like insurance and licensing yeah. and, you know, all those kind of things, force majeure. So, you know, at least when, you know, you had that, then it, it allowed us to kind of go back to work for three or four weeks kind of through into May, which was rescheduling, you know, mm-hmm. all of the shows from kind of June and July, you know, so you're... Musgrave Park, St. Anne's Park, you know, kind of Dermot Kennedy and St. Anne's and Musgrave Park and Pitchless and Lewis Capaldi and all those shows, um, as well as then, you know, into July, into Longitude and all those kind of things. So, but that, yeah, that kind of was May and then, you know, by June it was kind of, all right, you know, this is going to go on for an awful lot longer yeah. than uh, than anybody had, had had hoped and, you know, again, it was more about government interaction and kind of, you know, recognition for the commercial sector and, you know, groups like Epic and the, yeah. the campaign in September and kind of getting funding from the government to, to try and prop up the industry, you know, which, as you said, is now about 14 or 15 months closed um, and fully closed, you know, like unlike, I suppose, look, nobody's denying that pubs and restaurants and aviation and hotels have had a very difficult time, but like this industry has been shut completely, you know, mm-hmm. there's been no kind of nine euro goujon workaround yeah. for any period of time, you know, so yeah, it's been very difficult and a lot of suppliers I suppose you know would have high costs on the general you know running of a company you know where they've got sound equipment lighting equipment you know screens lots of product high loans you know but successful businesses kind of pre-covid but you know when there's no money coming in it becomes very hard very quickly to pay the bills and you did mention epic there you're involved in that as well how has the industry been I suppose behind the scenes that we're not seeing um yeah I kind of took a step back from epic towards the end of last year we mm-hmm. did everything for the first kind of six months i'm still obviously in regular contact with them and all the rest of it but yeah. it's been exceptionally difficult like you know we talked at least once a week talk to one of our suppliers who's about to lose their business you know and you know i think if you're kind of an entrepreneur in that sense and you've maybe gone out and created your own thing and you employ people and you know you have warehouses and you have stock 
equipment and you know you're trying to you're worried about your own family your mm-hmm. own bills your own everything but then you're also worried about your suppliers you know or sorry your your staff you know paying their bills and their families and you know it's really really difficult i think for a lot of people you had all that plus mm-hmm. all the general issues that people have for COVID. you know at the isolation they're not being able to see your friends not being able to see your family you know if, if you have all those things but you're not fiscally affected by it you know it's a little easier to manage if you have all of the, the issues of a pandemic plus the destruction of your business plus yeah. you know lack of income the bank screaming at you you know it's very very hard and that's what's happened for hundreds of businesses um you know in our in our sector unfortunately over the last period of time you know when you the Taoiseach goes on the news and start, you know and does his speech and you know talks about all the different sectors reopening and you're not mentioned kind of again you know, and that's kind of what's happened over a number of months. You know, it does get disheartening for people. I'm sure lots and lots of people I know, lots and lots of people that are have struggled with it mentally, especially. Mm-hmm. Do you think a lot of people will leave the industry? Yeah, it's happened already. You know, there's um, there's an awful lot of them, a lot of them gone off, and there are really good people that are gone for good, or that are currently kind of out of it, doing something else, and mm-hmm. you know, may or may not come back. And like, it's like you know, anybody who's been to or who's worked in the industry. You know, like yeah, you can you can earn a good living, but you also have to have a love for it because it's you know really early starts, really late finishes, you know long days. You know, summertime, you know you can be seventeen, eighteen hours a day, you know loading out in wind and rain at mm-hmm. four o'clock in the morning. And you know, I think if you if you leave it for a period of time, and you know maybe especially for people maybe like myself, kind of of a of a certain age, you know, with young kids, and you find yourself maybe in a more nine to five structured job at the moment. You know, for similar kind of money, you kind of go, well, why would I go back to, um, you know, what I was doing, yeah. kind of thing. So there's definitely a bit of that. It will be, it will be. We're kind of at it already, I suppose. We're we're doing a lot of meetings now and talking to lots of our suppliers and colleagues about about next year and you know staffing everything and you know product and stages and sound and power and security and paramedics and you know all that kind of yeah. stuff just to to see who's there because like let's be honest about it. The, you know, we were as an industry, we were excluded from lots of government support. Um, mm. You think like the CRSS excluded the bulk of our industry, so a lot of people had to go and do something else, um, and it will be difficult to get a lot of them back. And I suppose with things opening up now and the vaccines being rolled out, are things looking like there's hope? Yeah, look, there's, we get lots of sound bites fairly regularly. The Department of Culture is very good at sound bites, not yeah. great on action, unfortunately. Um, you know, we do have murmurs at the moment of kind of pilot gigs and test gigs kind yes. of akin to what was done in the UK over the last couple of weeks. But, you know, we don't have a plan. We don't have dates. We don't have any detail. You know, it just strikes me again as kind of, you know, another another soundbite, another answer in the doll, another press release without any actual follow-up and action. So, look, hopefully, you know, in the next couple of weeks, the vaccine rollout continues to, to, mm-hmm. to pick up pace. You know, we get to the point maybe in June where, you know, enough of the, the population are, are vaccinated that the, the risk has been minimised to kind of, a, you know, it's not going to go to zero, but that it's been minimised to a level that's acceptable to start looking at, you know, yeah. outdoor events in particular at some kind of a scale um, that can get people back to work and get artists back to work, you know, can just allow people to go to a gig, you know. I think, yeah, you know, yeah. we probably forget it from being on the inside, you know, when you're back of house and backstage and you're a little porch cabin, you know, and, and mm-hmm. trying to do all that stuff, but you forget that it is an industry that creates kind of moments for people you know and like an awful lot of happiness and an awful lot of joy and an awful lot of memories and you know there's, there's there's an awful lot of people out there who really want to get back you know into a venue or into a field <laughs> and you know see their favorite act 
in front of them and hang out with their mates and have a beer, you know, and just enjoy themselves. I miss gigs so much. Like, it's one of those things that you don't realise you miss until it's not there. Until they're gone. Yeah, exactly. Not fully gone. They will be back. But is there anything that music lovers can do to help the industry at the moment? Um, look, I think everybody, like last year, we did a huge campaign in September yeah. in 1609 and the you know, well in excess of 100,000 emails sent to 160 TDs of the doll. And mm-hmm. To be fair, you know, the the Taunchton and the Minister for Finance put aside 50 million euros mm-hmm. at the time in the budget to, to kind of support the industry. Now, unfortunately, that's been given to the Department of Culture and not a cent of it has been actually distributed yet. So we're now, you know, seven months, eight months later and nobody's gotten any of it to kind of help them survive. I think really for people look for artists, I think stuff like Bandcamp, Mm-hmm. It's really good. It seems where artists can make kind of, you know, the most money or you know, or get the, the biggest share of what you put into it, you know, as opposed to something like Spotify. Um no, really look, I think it's just the case that we just have to sit tight now. We have to to hope that sooner or later, you know, we can start back. We know we're not gonna be going back at, you know, eighty thousand people in the mm-hmm. plane, but you know, if we can get gigs of, of, of any kind of capacity up and running outdoors sooner rather than later, you know, all of the research, all the data seems to show us you know, the outdoors is, is, is safe. Safest, um, yeah. That's what's come from the, the research from the, the pilot shows in the UK, which were done, you know, in conjunction with the, the DCMS, which is the Department of Culture in the UK. So, you know, it, it does seem very promising. We just, I think at this point, need, you know, Department of Culture, Methos, et cetera, et cetera, to, to kind of come together and trust us as an industry to, to go out and put on, you know, gigs mm-hmm. safely, you know, especially in the outdoors and um, without boring everybody with licensing you know we're we're an industry that's you know exceptionally heavily kind of um you know legislated for you know normally so if you do an event over five thousand people like that event license process needs sign off from council hsc mm-hmm. emergency services fire environmental health traffic roads you know engineers so like you know we're as an industry we already kind of tick all these boxes you know we already have to go through all of these processes to you know to put on safe events so like you know we, we kind of know what we're doing I think at this point we, we really need just to be you know especially with you know retail reopening restaurants reopening pubs reopening you know that we, we should be caught on the heels of that you would hope um, to be able to get back to work absolutely absolutely what is the one thing you're most look forward to when we get back um, <laughs> um, I, like you know what like, like the, it's an industry that's the, really hard for what we do you know we tend to be in early in the morning but maybe not so much anymore it's kind of maybe <laughs> people with people i work with would kind of say yeah it's a long time since you come in for a 5 a.m radio call but um you know i, I miss my colleagues more than anything yeah. you know it's kind of an industry where you see people on loops you know what i mean you might not see people from september to may but then you end up spending may june july august in each other's pockets um and you know because we've had now nearly most likely a second summer kind of wiped out. It'll be a couple of years, really, before we'll have seen kind of, you know, those people that you work with. And that's, yeah. that's people, Irish people that we work with, be it in MCD or in, you know, in Life to Marquee or Festival mm-hmm. Republic or whatever. But also, like, you know, your kind of international heads, you know, that are tour managers, production managers, the acts that, you know, you just see when they come through, you know, they come through one year with Manic Street Preachers and come through the next year with, you know, somebody else, you know, and you just see them. And it's just that bit of that bit of crack, you know, half five in the morning yeah. or you know, or three in the morning coming out the other side and mm. um it's a very sociable industry, you know, mm-hmm. you kinda it's just it's a lot of work gets done kind of over a coffee or over a beer and you know, when it's kinda of taken away from I suppose so quickly, um, you know, it's a big shock for a lot of people. You know, we're used to being maybe, you know, away kind of hundred and fifty 
nights a year, 200 nights a year, mm-hmm. 250 nights a year. So, you know, as much as it's great to be at home and kind of see more of the family and see more of the kids, it's a big change, you know, it and it's a change, change, for, yeah. change for them as well. You know, I'm sure there was plenty of points over the last 18 months where my, my wife kind of thought, will this fella ever just, <laughs> Would you just you know, go out? <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here for a couple of days. Um, so, yeah, like big changes. Look, you're looking yeah. forward, like, looking forward. Obviously, you want to get back to earning a living, yeah. paying the bills, doing all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it'd be great to be, you know, back in side of stage in the Olympia or the three arena yeah. and the house lights go out and the place goes dark and the crowd goes mad and the band goes on stage and the lights come up and you know that that feeling is yeah. can't really get that at home making you know sourdough no, or it's not in, quite the same thing fence. You no, and your banana bread, same. like, yeah, no, no it's not the same. <laughs> and I must ask you, because obviously I, I was meant to go see Dermot Kennedy and I'm heartbroken, but it will happen and I know it will. But what happens if you have tickets and you're like, oh no, I don't know if I even know where they are anymore. Is there a way to follow up on yeah, it and get you your sure, tickets? Yeah, I'm sure like, you would still have your, your confirmation email yeah. you know, sitting in your Gmail or whatever. So if you go back and, you know, just with your confirmation number, contact the provider, be it Ticketmaster or mm-hmm. whoever, um, I'm sure they'd be able to look after you. Super. <laughs> that's okay. Because <laughs> you're like, I, I, di- I, di- I can't I can't help you, Louise, but I'm that's sure okay. they can. Somebody can help us. That's okay. <laughs> that's all that matters. So you're like, I definitely put it in that press. I'm pretty sure. And then you go there and you're like, oh, maybe it wasn't that press. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but Shane, thank you so much for chatting to us. No problem at all. And Talk hopefully I'll see you in a venue sometime very soon. Hope so. Bye-bye. Thank you. FM World 4 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.